This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Let's have all the oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. The Boogie Monster with Kyle Kinane and Dave Stone. Cloaked in secrecy, they show up without warning. State their business, then vanish as quickly as they appear. Are you ready for the sex girls? Not that I believe in it, but mm-hmm. I can see that. But I, these guys are dumb freaking nerds. The Boogie Monster. Podcasting the unknown. That's what I said. Fuck it. We'll do it live. Shit. Kyle don't give a shit. I don't give no shit, man. Care. I don't give. Check. All right. <laughs> I've been doing that for 10 minutes before I pressed record. Check. And only after I pressed record was I unsatisfied with the level. Oh, yeah? Now I'm, uh, well, I'll be fine. How's my level, Kyle? You're top notch. You're right, right up there. You got good. that thing. I've been working on my levels. You got that, that thing uh, mm-hmm. shaking in your face. Yeah, man. How you doing, buddy? drinking a tall iced tea and i feel great oh yeah yeah because i nap because i came back from tucson arizona wonderful town tucson arizona and uh had a fun weekend i was in huh. phoenix and tucson playing with paulie casillas and chris thayer yeah and uh had some i know i was bitching about phoenix last week mm-hmm. and uh still a weird town town didn't get any less weird oh yeah but the pe- people were there hmm Probably because I complained on this podcast. Yeah. No, I don't know what it was. But people, people came out. But it's a weird town. Everybody dresses like they're going to the AVN Awards all the time. <laughs> really? Like, I can imagine, okay, what a woman might dress like to to get that label. What, what's a dude who's going to the AVN Awards look like? Just like 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 crisp collared shirts and stuff. Okay. A lot of gel? Lot, yeah. Flat brim Spike hats. Okay. Flat brim hats. Gotcha. You know what? Like what? Like all right? Do you remember without being? Remember like the like the college fuck fest porns, where it was like they were on, like it was just people making pornography on college campuses. I don't know. Like porn stars would go. Am I revealing too much about myself? Maybe. Well, it always happened in Arizona. Uh, oh, really? And then uh, you'd go to Arizona, and like you and like it's always like Phoenix, and like you understand why. Like, yep. These seems like people that don't th- think about the consequences of their actions. <laughs> yeah, but uh, anyway, shout out to College Fuckfest pornography from 15 <laughs> years ago when I first uh, viewed internet internet porn. Oh, that's funny. Well, well, that's good, man. Good weekend. What's so? What's Tucson like? I've been through there, but I've never spent any time there. Tucson's Tucson's like the uh, as it was said. They, they say it's like the Austin of. Arizona. Oh, because okay. every state has to have an Austin. Yeah, of their state. Yeah, and that'd be Tucson. It's a little more, 
little more dusty, a little more artsy. Okay. A little more hippie, a little more hipster. I like it. That's cool. A lot. Yeah, I've only, uh, all I know about Tucson is there are rest stops and, and pilot truck stops. <laughs> that's what you know about most places. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Dave's top 10 pilot truck stops. <laughs> Well, have you ever like have you ever like witnessed like gross stuff at a truck stop? Like be like, oh truck stop, that's where they're a bunch of sucking and fucking. No, I see a lot of the, the lot lizards. Oh you know, yeah? Yeah, you always see the, the hookers wandering around. Really? Because the way most truck stops are set up is the the trucks. You know that that crash overnight. They yeah. have their own parking lot in the back, yeah, yeah, kind of far away from the actual gas station. Yeah, and uh, and then I will park just in the normal parking lot, and uh, you know just spend the night in the van. But uh, a lot of times I'll get out and you know if I've been driving twelve hours, I don't just park it and go to sleep. Yeah, I'll get walk out, it off. I walk it off a little bit, get some fresh air, and uh, I'll do like these big laps around the whole property. And you you always see just these oh and just these rough looking women, like just yeah. haggard, just kind of loitering around. You're like oh yeah, there's there's a lot lizard. That was like that was the old rumor when you could get the uh, it was a very '90s reference. Remember there'd be like the. Uh, Glitter stickers you get in the quarter machines, yeah, and if yeah. one, one was a cat, uh-huh. and if you put that in your window, that means you were looking for lot lizards. Like I that remember was that. The, the heads up. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, truck stops are interesting, man. I told you about the time I spent four straight days at a truck stop in Memphis. Oh, I think you did. Yeah, in between that. gigs, I didn't I didn't have much money. I couldn't get a hotel. Couldn't even like go do anything. I think I had like had to make seventeen bucks last four days until my next gig where I got paid. So I just. Parked it in a truck stop and literally spent four days. I'd go into go to the trucker's lounge. It was during the NBA playoffs one one spring. And I remember uh, sitting there watching the NBA playoffs with a bunch of racist truckers making racist remarks at the – I'm like, well, if, if, if you're not a fan of black folks, what are you doing watching NBA basketball? Cause, you know, I love the athleticism. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> why are you choosing to watch this if you're just going to gripe and make racial slurs? But, uh, yeah, that was a hoot. That is that is that has to be a weird thing. Like, listen, I'm racist, but I love basketball, and they're the best <laughs> ones at it. So yeah. I'm real confused right now. <laughs> I got mixed feelings. Mm. Well, that's cool, buddy. Well, welcome back, man. Thanks. Yeah, well, we got to give a shout out. We got some dope hats. Oh man, very cool hats. Okay, I get the name for that. Dope embroidered boogie. I was at a show. That was okay. That that happened on the Thursday night. I was at a bar called. Uh, I went to that bar called Crescent. Ballroom, uh-huh, because there was another comedy show there that paul and and Chris were on, but like just like the attitude of like what I would expect here in l a like getting like you're at a bar and okay, it's not like five people deep, it's only one person deep at the bar, and I'm leaning there, kind of looking at the guy like, all right, you see me, and uh-huh. a bartender would kind of have a basic idea who's next, who, yeah. who got served next, and this and that, <clears throat> and so it's not swamped busy, but it's busy. Uh-huh. The guy turns around. He's like, all right, who's next? And he starts looking at the guy next to me. The guy next to me was nice enough to point to me because he knew I was there first. That's nice. And he's pointing to me. And the guy's like, you got to yell this out, man. And some guy at the end of the bar is like, I need three Stellas. And he just goes and helps him. I'm like, I, you got to yell like, at him. That's the. Like, you want me to scream at you? Like, no. Or can you just use some and, common sense? And then, and then, like, yeah, you could just look. Like, I, as soon as I looked at him, he's like, Pointed, the guy pointed at me, and he's like, you got to yell at him. And the guy's like, the three stills. 
And then I wait again, and the guy turns around and looks at me and he's like, you want to try this again? I'm like, oh. oh really? You fucking. You want to try this again? You fucking turd. Oh, wow. I don't. I mean, you know what? I, I I already said the name of the bar, so they do a fun comedy show that it looked like it was fun, and I don't know. Maybe this guy was having a rough night. When you see like a guy had a, like a tattoo of a cardinal and a shirt with a cardinal on it, and I realize it's their football team, but yeah, that's like like a sub level of wearing the band shirt to the concert is wearing the shirt of the tattoo that you have. Yeah, that's true. Like my shirt's got a skull. I got a skull. Skulls are fucking cool. What's your problem, bro? Like and but that summed up Phoenix for me was a guy in a cardinal shirt with a cardinal's tattoo getting high and mighty when he's not even that busy. Like that's Phoenix. Oh, that man. was Phoenix. You want to try this again? And then for a for a, a short can of Budweiser and a club soda was six twenty five. Wow, that was the price that I would bitch about that in L.A. And that was the Phoenix cool bar that people like six twenty five for a club soda and a, and a twelve. The little guys are twelves, right? Those cans, yeah, twelve ounce. And for a twelve ounce can of Bud and a club soda six twenty five. Wow. Still gave them the seventy five cents in quarters that came. Oh, with I wouldn't it. give him shit. You know what I'd have done? I would have ordered a really, uh, really intricate mixed drink. And then when, when he gave it to me, go, nah, I changed my mind and just walk off. You know what? I, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. No, I don't think I am. I don't think I am ready to try it again. But it's like, I, like you know, you try like, all right, let's try that. Be calm. Put yourself in somebody else's shoes, but like already a dick. And then followed it up with like, you want to try this again and charging me that much money for a wow. can of beer. I'm like... Okay, Phoenix, that was Thursday night. Let's see how the rest of this weekend goes. But the shows were fun. And it, wait, with that bar is where some guy came up. He's like, hey, man, I work. Uh, there was like, there was some nice people there, some, some Boogie Monster fans. There was an awkward kid there who was a nice and, and said, like, he's like, I emailed you, like, years ago to start comedy when I was 17. And I do comedy now. And he was, like, an awkward dude, which I was like, oh, good for you. But also, if I'm talking to somebody, don't just uh, – <coughs> Stand behind me and tap on my back with your whole hand, oh. a whole hand tap, ah. several times. And I'm like, "All right, man, what's up, buddy?" Ugh. And uh, anyway, they said that. Where shit? Where they gonna find the? Oh god, damn it! Tell me I didn't lose it. I'll I'll find it. I'll find it from this guy. <laughs> I don't want Andrew Andrew LZ Andrew LZ gave us the Boogie Monster hats. Was he, he the awkward Boogie guy? Monster. No, no, no. Oh. He was a hat guy. Awkward guy was the awkward guy. But but then also that's another thing too. Like comedy's that weird thing that just catches uh, a lot of like uh, a lot a lot of screwy people mm-hmm. because it's like well I, I want to communicate. Well, you could write things down, but then you don't really get the sense that somebody's listening to you when you just write it down. Yeah. And, uh, well, poetry's a weird thing because then people are just staring at you anyway. At least if people laugh at it, they kind of accept it. And it catches a lot of weird people. Uh, do we need to talk about Louis C.K. jerking off in front of ladies? Or can we just be like, yeah, uh, it was terrible, but I, I don't like – the only thing I don't like is, like, the, the everybody protecting him. Like, we yeah. don't all know each other. Yeah, who's he's protecting fucking him? famous. Yeah, he's it, as big as you could get or could get. Yeah. Like, uh, the distance between he and I is yeah. so great. I've never even been in the same room as he. Yeah, it's like asking somebody at karaoke, like, how come you didn't say anything when you knew Chris Brown was a wife beater? Because like, <laughs> I don't know the fucking guy. I oh, just man. sing songs here. Yeah. 
then uh so that's where it's like this this whole like he's been well i get but you know what if you're talking about the higher like people that did know him protecting him all right maybe that's true people like that heard the rumors like same thing with the harvey weinstein stein yeah Whatever. Do I, I mean, everything that neat is said. I'm sure everything's already been said. All right, like, then. I don't have a hot take on it other than I'm sorry and it wasn't me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and it's like if there was only 20 comedians, then I think another two cents would be valuable. Yeah. But everybody's a fucking comedian. A lot of hot takes. A lot of hot takes. A lot so. of people uh, – I have been seeing this, though, too – I've been seeing, uh, and not to shit on it, but uh, yeah. I've even seen like uh, guys coming forth and be like, "I was sexually harassed by," yeah. you know. <clears throat> and I'm not shitting on it, but it's like, all right, way to make a big thing about you, you know. Well, well, <laughs> it's it needs no, more no. It's 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 well, you know, it's filing like, all right, people are coming forward, and this is something that you've been harboring. And you can come forward with mm-hmm. it now, too, that maybe you've been ashamed of or embarrassed about. And I understand that. But unfortunately, I always have that little bit of cynicism. little bit. I always have some cynicism, which I wish I could shake, which is always like, oh, man, how many like people see them fucking retweets? Those numbers and like mm-hmm. oh and let me put mine in there. Not about be but like the hot <sighs> the, the hot take thing and everything. Mm-hmm. Anything we say is gonna be wrong. Yeah, unless it's yeah he was bad and it's too bad. Mm-hmm. So, which I agree with, but also, wait, I mean, what are we gonna do? Dissect it more? It's out. Don't worry. I think. Uh, at least forty-seven percent of all comedians wrote an article in the last uh, week. So it's <laughs> just pick one of those you like, and I I agree with that one. Yeah, yeah, and it, well, and plus it's just no shit, no shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. you shouldn't do that. Like just this, I don't know. And I guess maybe people do need to be taught, but like just this tutorial of how wrong. Yeah, no shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never masturbated in front of anybody. I've never sexually harassed yeah. anyone. Yeah. You know, it's just like, but just this, all right, guys, we need, you know, all right, here's a trend that's really starting to annoy me with some of these uh, blogs. And we need, uh, they're, they're, they're always titled, we need to talk about blank. Have you noticed these? We need yeah. to talk about so and so's behavior. We need to, um, like, it's just so condescending. Like, yeah, no shit. Like, <clears throat> I saw one, one tweet from, uh, there's a comic I didn't know, but it was like, I would ruin your favorite comedians if I told you how many guys I had to re- like reject. And it was just this, the way it was worded, it was like this tantalizing, like, now don't you want to know? Ask me who. Mm-hmm. Like, it was one of these, like, ask me who things. Like, fuck you. Now you're taking this, you're taking a real thing and you're poisoning it with that shitty attitude. No, I would ruin your favorite male comedians if I started naming names. Like, that's like some Hollywood madam shit all of a sudden. Like, get fuck off. That's not the type of attitude. Like, that that seems like almost like a bragging attitude as opposed to like, uh, yeah, there's scumbags out there and Mm -hmm. they were really creepy to me. It's like, "Mm, I'm going to ruin what you love. Yeah. Like, it's uh, like, 
anything, something that gets this big. And uh, I mean, hey, what a great distraction from everything else that's terrible in the world. <laughs> I know. I put. I was just like, I just love like, like Louis C.K. is done. Fucking no, he's not. No. Not that I'm saying I want him to not be done. But no, Chris Brown is still a multi-million dollar recording artist. Fucking Mike Tyson has a fucking cartoon. He yeah. raped somebody. Chris Convicted. Brown beat the shit out of somebody. Convicted yeah, had, of rape. And I've had people being like, well, he went to prison and paid his debt to society. It's like, Yeah, and that's fine, but all right. how about we not roll out the red carpet for yeah. him when he gets out? Okay, yeah. Continue reading Bukowski after watching him kick his fucking girlfriend on video find that cl- i love all the people like it's disgusting yeah keep reading your book keep idolizing bukowski who is just a piece of shit human being mm-hmm. uh you know and then other people was like well peewee herman so i was like man peewee was jerking off in an adult theater yeah that's what you do there yeah who do you hurt that's what happens mm-hmm. there. that you fucking leave peewee out <laughs> oh man well, good times, buddy. Went to the uh, Rose Bowl flea market yesterday. Mm. Is that like the largest flea market in America? I think I heard that somewhere, and I believe yeah. it. There had to be – I'm not exaggerating. There had to be 5,000 vendors. What's well, at a football stadium. Yeah. It's, uh, it was insane. It was crazy. Mm. I was there about two and a half hours, probably saw – 40% of the stuff. Did you get any collector's items? No, I didn't. Spoons from uh, states that you can collect? No, I bought some popcorn. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I did make this observation. Uh, as, a, as a guy who loves flea markets, I just, I, I just love the concept of a flea market. I like, uh, I like, I like any non-taxable S- goods. Seeing somebody <laughs> trying to sell you their shit. <laughs> but I've always gone to flea markets. And in the South, they're really big. Like mm-hmm. I used to go to flea markets all the time in the South. But I think this is the first time I've ever been to a flea market. Ironically, it was the largest flea market I've ever been to where I saw no Rebel Flag memorabilia. Yeah. In the South, it's just every fifth or sixth booth, there's going to be a Rebel Flag pillow or a Rebel Flag belt buckle or a wallet. None. 5,000 booths, not one Rebel Flag. That was refreshing. It's just kind of like a lawless market, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I only went to one once. I went to the Fairfax one, and it was like you could see some people had it curated, but then the guy that I knew there – yeah, come on down. I went and it was just stuff he didn't want. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is your garbage. <laughs> this is just, this is just a this is a stack of wet books. <laughs> like you do this every weekend. You load up your car with a stack of wet books and uh, and one shitty jean jacket and, and just push that shit into a parking lot. Like who wants it? Nobody. Nobody yeah. wants it. Yeah, it is crazy, the range in, in merchandise mm-hmm. and vendors, because you'll see some people, like the one yesterday, like some of the stuff was like really nice. You could tell. Like, there would be one guy who had like paintings, like the, he painted. Yeah. He'd set up 10, 15 paintings, and they were all pretty pricey. Mm-hmm. Another guy would have homemade leather goods and whatever. And then, yeah. then there, and they all had – the guys with the nice merch had like a nice tent – and nice yeah. setup, nice table, pro, nice display. Pro approach. Then there's right next to him is a guy with like a blue tarp on the ground yeah. with a bunch of rusty tools and wet magazines. Yeah. Do I <laughs> buy this coffee maker that doesn't have a pot and you can't get the pot anymore? <laughs> but maybe you could just put something under there to catch the coffee for yourself. Twenty bucks. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it was it was quite a quite a spectacle. 
uh, second Sunday of every uh, month over there at the Pasadena Rose Bowl. Big shout out to the Rose Bowl flea market. I, th- I think I'm going to go try to sell chili there next month. How, what kind of hot water can you get into just selling like like un, unregulated food items? Well, I mean, they had a few food vendors there. They had like this little food court that that was really. But if you're just next to Wet Magazines guy, I mean, like just you sitting there in a lawn chair with a crock pot, like, hey, take a chance. I mean, if 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 the uh, the people who run the flea market will will let me do it, you know. But there, like I said, they had a food court that was really you know well organized. Yeah. And uh, but then they had just randomly like next to the quilt lady, there was a guy selling like hot roasted pecans, and then there was a guy selling popcorn and cotton candy. So I'm going to see if I can just set up a table and sell some chili. Yeah, I, I wonder how that works because it's also like that's an open item, that's an open air item. Chili, like you know, pecans. Yeah, that was like. I, <laughs> <laughs> like Rachel's like like a, like deathly allergic to nuts. Uh-huh. A, like ah, I'll do a fun walk through. Like we'll be in Chicago, walk through the city. Look at them. Ah, they're roasting chestnuts. She's like, oh no! And like <laughs> it's, it's a death trap on every corner for. Oh no! Like walking through with her hand over her mouth. <laughs> That's <laughs> fine. I told you by the time we went to Gus's, I went to Gus's with her, and, and she's like, oh, I'm like, I'm just really excited to get her Gus's. She's like, oh, this is all cooked in peanut oil. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm sorry. And she's like, you know what? Fuck it. And just went for him. Like, where's the EpiPen? Put the EpiPen on the table where I can see it and show me what to do with it before you do this evil Knievel shit in front of me. <laughs> and she was fine. You could have a pe- She could have the peanut oil, not the peanuts. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I feel bad for people who've got allergies like that because, oh, man, I, I got nothing. Nothing slows me down. I, you know, you'll, everybody like, oh, like that, that's the uh, old, the old comedian, the old comedian turning into libertarian pundit is like, oh, one person's allergic to peanuts on the plane. Now I can't have peanuts. Yeah. Did you really like the peanuts more yeah. than the person could die from them? <laughs> like, is that the one forbidden flavor that the only time you can have peanuts is on an airplane and you can have six of them and like, oh, wow, everybody's a fucking pussy. Well, hey, when, you, when you're young, you're just called a spaz. Now they got to call it autism. It's like, yeah, yes. We, we learn things. Yeah. We learn things and evolve as human beings, you fucking retard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I know. I'll take heat for using that word. But I think we can evolve beyond the point of realizing that that word doesn't mean anything anymore. <laughs> I, uh... I got outside my comfort zone and watched a movie. <laughs> let me. Uh, I want to guess what outside your. <laughs> let me guess what sleep on the sidewalk, Dave's. <laughs> how you pushed your boundaries in your comfort zone? <laughs> what did you wait eight days to empty your piss buckets? Jesus Christ! <laughs> why am I going after you? I like you. I don't oh, know why I got okay. upset all of a sudden. That's <laughs> okay, buddy. <laughs> I watched a movie that I, I didn't think I would enjoy because you know now I've got uh, I've got the girlfriend now. Oh yeah, and uh, so you know this uh, this lone wolf is. Does, does she ever hang out in the van with you? <laughs> does she ever like like? Is there, oh man, that's is that, funny. There's no nights over at your place. No, that's Patreon. It's Boogie Monster on Patreon. Four bucks a month. 
for this fucking <laughs> Jesus Christ. What's what's the for the you're the face if that arms of an angel song had to be played for people, you're the face of it. <laughs> the, it'd be like it'd be the chihuahua with the goopy eye, the cat with a bunch of flies in its ears, and then you trying to get the meat off of one last chicken wing that you found. <laughs> in the van shivering. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Get my hair sticking straight up. Does she get to have a sticker on her car that says, Who rescued who? And it's just a picture of you like, Hey, it's me, Dave. (laughs) Oh, God. I haven't haven't busted your balls about the van for a while. I love it, dude. Bust away. (laughs) No, I'm I'm aware what I've been getting into with uh, with all this, you know? I know. I'm just... Coming off a week of road, road gigs, I got you know I'm wound full full of zingers. Oh man, I watched. Uh, so anyway, so now 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 they got the lady. You know, it's not just uh, it's just not freewheeling, fun loving Dave. You know, now I got to compromise. Yeah, you know, that's, and I got about can't just watch you know old wrestling videos and Bigfoot stuff. I gotta I gotta watch like real real movies. Yeah, change it up. And, uh, and I didn't think I would enjoy this movie. All right, um, and uh, turned out it was very entertaining. I watched Girls Trip. Oh, big budget comedy Girls Trip with uh, Queen Latifah. Oh yeah, yeah. And Tiffany Haddish is that how you pronounce it? The lady yeah, who just yeah. she did SNL. She's funny as shit. Yeah, she's so great. funny. I, I haven't seen her Showtime special yet, but I'm going to check that out. But uh, the, the the lady, uh, my, my girlfriend, got kind of. I don't want to say stereotypical taste, but like she's a she's a target demo for a lot of the female driven stuff, the movies and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, she's like, "Oh, it's I know you don't want to, well, you're not going to like this, Melissa." And I was like, "All right, well." She, I, and to her credit, you know, sometimes we hang out like on a Saturday or Sunday over at her place. Mm-hmm. It's just I'm sitting there watching football all day. She's a good sport about it, so I was like, "All right, I'll watch a stupid." It's still a comedy. Stupid rom com. Part of like it's not. Yeah. You didn't. Uh... But uh, oh, it's, it's, like she made you watch the Notebook or anything. That's true. Solid movie. It's good. Yeah. Good romp. Good funny romp. I thought that some of the gags in the trailer were like pretty cheap. I mean, but I could there tell was a lot of that like, stuff. Queen Latifah is always funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tiffany Haddish is like skyrocketing right now and well deserved. I see why. Yeah, she, you know what she reminded me of? She's the female version of Chris Tucker in Friday. She was that level of comic relief yeah. of like, holy shit, she stole every scene. But she, she could deliver in. on stand-up, too. She could deliver yeah. a stand-up yeah. story. Yeah, and she can read, too. Um, <laughs> can Chris Tucker not read? Eh, there's rumors that he's functionally illiterate. But <laughs> I'm serious. Ah, it's funny. I, got, I know, ah, pe- I know people who, are, who, who got first-hand experience. <laughs> oh, yeah, poor Chris Tucker. Are making fun of him? He can't read. He's still got millions of dollars, Yeah, right? ha-ha, what a loser. Um, <laughs> but, man, she, she stole that movie, Tiffany Haddish. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, solid, funny movie. It just reminded me of, like, all right, just broaden your horizons a little bit. Like, I'm, I'm very – well, just because movies now, most of them just suck. Even comedies. Like, big-budget comedies are awful. Watch Lego Batman. You know? Do it, should I watch that one? Watch Lego Batman. Okay. Good, I've, I've had more than one person tell me that. Good times. If you like, did you like the Lego movie? I didn't see it. Watch that one, too. I want to watch a movie about Legos. It, I know, but it's a good... It's good. Okay. Just, it's good. Yeah, I just... I don't know. I haven't enjoyed a big-budget comedy um, since The House. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> that, 
was not bad. That was you were really good in that. It wasn't a bad movie. Yeah, that, that uh, could have been better. Twenty seconds to shine. Nah, no, dude, no, I don't, I, you had no, several scenes. You had four or five good scenes. Having 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 been in it, there was some complicated. I'm not saying it's bad either because yeah. I was like, oh, thanks for giving me a job. You of guys. course, but yeah, there was some some clumsy moments. But I can't think of a good big budget comedy that I've enjoyed since probably Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. Did you ever see that? With uh, I did see John that. C. Riley. I didn't laugh at that as much as I thought I was going to laugh. I think big budget comedies where I was like, I'm, I think it's just because you said uh, girls trip like bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. I was, I that was, was good. That was just a that or uh, I, yeah. I don't know. I, I I don't watch. Yeah, I don't watch. Every time I'm on the road, I'm like I could go to the movies. I'm like ah, I don't care. There is a new movie out I do want to see. First time in a while, I'm, I've actually been interested to go to the theater. Scary movie. Um. The one with Francis McDormand, the new one, uh, Three Billboards or something like that. Oh, and it's, Her, supposed, to be, it's supposed to be heavy. Woody Is that Harrelson. A heavy movie? I think it's supposed to be kind of a dark comedy. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. But then, I don't know. I, it got a good review yesterday. I read something about it, and somebody said it's her best no. role since Fargo. I'll tell you real quick what I did uh, stumble upon. If anybody has Amazon, uh, this was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen on a streaming service. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, watching some old Curb. Some Curb Your Enthusiasm, which uh-huh. you still haven't seen, nope. which blows my mind. You owe it to yourself to check some of that out. Okay. But there, if anybody has Amazon, search I don't know. Search <laughs> The Black Larry David. There, I don't know if it's a show or a movie. There's a thing <laughs> called The Black Larry David. And it even says right there in the description, uh, I forgot, I'm paraphrasing, but like borrowing from the borrowing the concept from the popular HBO show Curb Your Enthusiasm our hero much like Larry David finds himself in interesting predictable <laughs> and it's computer animated and very shittily done like like ninth grade AV club I'm gonna look at, caliber look, right look it up right now not like I'm not talking like Pixar I'm talking like a video game from 1984 and so the execution is terrible, and it, it, the black Larry David, and it's not like he's like a, I, I I lasted about five minutes. It's not like he's mimicking Larry. You know, he's not getting into arguments with people at the coffee shop. Like it's just like watching a shitty Sims. It reminded me of the Sims, just some terrible video game of this guy just walking around and like. It's got it's got one and a half stars on Amazon. The most bizarre thing I have ever seen on television: the Black Larry David. You know what? You know what's the real kicker is you can only watch that for free with Prime. Otherwise, you have to pay for it. Yeah. Shout out to anybody who can't get a comedy special on the air, but the computer generated Black Larry David yeah. is out there. Oh boy. Really, what, really what terrible I, stuff. What I did watch on Hulu was called Dead Hands Dig Deep. And it's a like if you thought Gigi Allen was like an intense weirdo, this like Gigi Allen looks like fucking Linda Ronstadt compared to this dude. <gasps> Who is he? This guy from a band called, uh, uh, oh shit, Basket Cadaver. I don't know. <laughs> Dead Hand, I don't know. Uh, Kettle Cadaver was the name of this band. They're like Temecula. And this guy, he was like into backyard wrestling, and then became a singer, and like was just the most like barbed wire Jesus thorns, and wow. would like pierce his upper lip, and then put like attach it to his eyelids, and would just like did all this stuff. Remember that like 
Mark Flanagan. This is a book I was always obsessed. This is kind of Boogie Monster us, so we're kind of getting into some weird underground shit. We'll get we'll get to it, guys. Yeah. We're going to get to it. It is a boogie monster. Oh, by the way, this is a boogie monster yeah. with Kyle and Dave. God uh-huh. damn it. I didn't yeah. say it soon enough. We probably lost them all. Nobody's listening to us. Mm-hmm. Do you remember like Mark Lanigan? Oh, yeah. We've got neighbors now. What's going on over there? I don't know. They sound probably like a, hear us yelling about. Sound like a baby shit. goat. They, he does uh, music stuff. Huh. And so, yeah. Right. Yeah. He's like, he's like, what do you do in that room? I'm like, oh, I don't do anything. He's like, okay, I do like music production. I'm like, okay. So we might have like a. Like a Run DMC, Aerosmith, Walk This Way scenario. <laughs> Use that reference for all our forty-five and over listeners. But no, so like, you remember, like, Mark, like, if you go into Tower Records, there was always like those, like, that they would have the art books, and then mm-hmm. it'd be like the Madonna sex book, and be like, oh, yeah. this photography's good, oh, yeah. like boobies, and there was always one. Was, like, I think his name was Mark Flanagan, and he was this guy. Uh, just trying what I remember, which is probably wrong, but like I think he was diagnosed with a certain disease. And so basically like his way of taking the pain back and owning it was just to mutilate his body all the time. He was huh. like, so he was like nailing his dick into boards oh. and doing all this kind of shit. And that's what this guy was doing. Uh, like would like, yeah, like just staple his nutsack over his dick to make it like a weird brain thing and nail that to a board and sing like he still also singing in a band and uh all this stuff that like this guy was crazy now he just lives in a shack that he built in the middle of nowhere and it's like his wife was in the band christian death and kind of dated richard ramirez for a while wow and she left so he just has a had a like a handmade wooden sculpture of her that he sleeps with and just him saying, like, hey, well, you know, people think uh, I'm crazy, you know, but I, like, my dog died and I love my dog. So, you know, I was kind of just like, le- like, slept with him in the bed for like four or five days after he died, like, slept with his dead dog. Like, the guy probably wow. killed somebody. Like, he alludes to it where he's like homeless and on meth and like living in these drainage tunnels. And the documentary came out last year, and I guess the guy committed suicide this year. Wow. But it's. I mean, if you like dark, weird, like, oh, this is a, you're watching, this is madness. This is just a, this is just an insane man that is still communicating with, with documentary filmmakers. It's called Dead Hands Dig Deep. Wow. And it's, uh, it's intense. Like, Hulu? I, what's that? Hulu? Hulu. Yeah. I was like, something like, I'm like, I got to go to bed. It's like one in the morning. I'm like, oh, I'm clicking through. I'm like, let me just see what this is. I'm like, oh, I'm watching this whole thing right now. Wow. So, yeah, it's kind of creepy to know that that's, you know, what, what you would wonder about a homeless person that's just screaming on uh, and saying mumbling crazy stuff. Like, that's what this guy's doing, but he still lives in a shack and has all these homemade weapons in it. And apparently, we're like, oh, I guess he was making his money by, like, like people are into like like BDSM, but like real heavy shit. Like, he would just torture them for money. That was one of the rumors. And Where did he live? What city? Temecula. Oh, you said that. Yeah. That's in California? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's south. Like, I don't know, but I'm not sure. But uh, but in, in just, like, I was trying to find more information about him, and I couldn't really find anything online about the band or about the guy, and it was just, I don't think it's fake because they got, you know, it's not fake. They've got footage of the guy when he was younger doing the backyard wrestling thing and interviewing his mom and his brother and his bandmates and it's, it was intense. Wow. It was an intense look at 
someone on the fringes of society, which, if we'd like to get to the continuing topic. Nice segue. Uh, right? Yeah. I know. I pulled that one out of my ass. I'm like, uh-huh. oh, it's, it's weaving right into it. <laughs> Let's return to uh, how Fred Schneider of the B-52s killed two aliens. <laughs> bang, bang. <laughs> Watch out for the bikini wear! <laughs> oh, God. Can't get enough, Fred Schneider. Love him. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Man, I tell you what, real quick, speaking of the B-52s, they, they never got enough credit for fucking rocking that first yeah. album the the yellow one uh listen to and that's a pop that was one of the big hits but even rock lobster there's like a little breakdown kind of in the middle of that song where it's just that guitar just like like they rock yeah just kind of that surf guitar type stuff like man and i don't know how you i don't know how you can keep from dancing when that song comes yeah but oh man b-52 is freaking rock phil schneider is who you meant to say. Oh, whoops. And just to kind of recap from last week, uh, Phil Schneider, he's a civilian contractor. He's working for the federal government for 17 years as an engineer and a geologist. He uh, did all kind of crazy stuff, worked on all kind of stuff. Uh, but in 1979, he was working on a new addition to an underground base at uh, at Dulce Air Force Base in Dulce, New Mexico. I still don't know if Dulce is the name of the base, but it's in Dulce, New Mexico. And uh, they're drilling these holes. They're, they're going way down under the underground, a mile or two, having some malfunctions with some of the equipment. He goes down to check it out, sees two or three. I'm still not clear if it's two or three aliens, seven-foot-tall gray aliens. He kind of panics, pulls out his gun, boom, pops two of them in the head, kills them. Uh, either one of them that he shot or a third one shot back some blue laser beam, split him open, blew two or three of his fingers off his left hand. Uh, even given the speech uh, that I'm about to allude to, uh, you can see that he, he's missing a couple of digits on his left hand. Anyway, fast forward to 95. He's giving a speech at the Preparedness Expo, um, and he's talking about all kind of crazy stuff, uh, deep underground military bases, and... Uh, yeah, so and he, he tells that story right there in this speech that uh, you know he shot and killed a couple aliens. He said that he believed the gray aliens had been living and working in that area underground at Dulce, New Mexico, for four to five hundred years. He said uh, the incident uh, that I just talked about sparked a uh, several-hour battle between the grays and uh, some green berets that were working there on the base. Uh, a total of sixty-six people died uh, from that firefight. And say, so try looking that shit up online. There's no information really anywhere about this. This mm. 66 soldiers that got killed by these aliens back in '79. Well, um, maybe because it's not true. <laughs> um, I just found a pretty crazy Phil Schneider article. So goes on to say, towards the end of this this speech, 
He says real casually. I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but he says real casually talking about how uh, you know he's in danger from from uh, talking about this stuff in public. He says there's been attempts on his life. He's been shot at. Uh, he's been run off the road. Then he just says real casually, "I shot a federal agent. Shot him dead 16 days ago." <laughs> He shot and killed a federal agent 16 days ago uh, when he was giving this speech. So anyway, that's who old Phil Schneider is. And he even told people, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, they're, they're, they're trying to kill me. Well, so he, this is September of 95 mm. that he gives his speech at the uh, Preparedness Expo. Uh, cut to January 17, 1996, after Phil's landlord called the police to say he hasn't seen Phil in a few weeks. Portland, Oregon police show up to Phil's apartment. There's a bunch of uh, newspapers and stuff stacked up in front of the door. It looks like uh, no one's been there for a few weeks. They make entry into the apartment. The police report states that the uh, investigating officer immediately smells uh, decaying flesh. And, uh, oh, boy, that's that's something you don't forget. But uh, <laughs> Okay, side note. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they, they entered his apartment. They found Phil face down uh in his wheelchair. So like his wheelchair was sitting next to his bed and he yeah. was he was on the floor like where his knees would be on the floor and his face and chest were down into the seat of his wheelchair yeah. with a uh, catheter tube wrapped around his neck like a, a plastic uh, he he had some disabilities and stuff. I guess mm-hmm. he had to use a catheter but so they found a catheter tube wrapped around about a 12-inch catheter tube wrapped around his neck a few times. Um, they just very very little investigation labeled it a suicide. Yeah. Yeah, the, the police report the investigating officer listed the cause of Phil's death as natural causes. Yet okay, yeah. So initially they they labeled it as natural causes and then 2 days later the coroner called the police to notify him. So so he's back at the uh at the funeral home now. 2 days later the coroner's like, "Hey, hey guys, I found this catheter tube wrapped around his throat." But the initial, the investigating officer called it natural causes. So how is it natural causes if the guy's got a, a tube wrapped around his throat and he's laying face down in his wheelchair? So there's a lot of yeah. speculation. And then there's this whole thing about uh, some people didn't want to show up. The um, I don't know if it was the coroner or somebody was notified. He's like, yeah, I'm not going to show up. And just a lot of uh, standard procedures were not followed in this case. And uh, the cause of death went from natural causes back to suicide. Um, so yeah, just just really, really peculiar investigation there. Which uh, some conspiracy theorists think that you know maybe the higher ups, either in, in the police department or somewhere in the state government, was mm. maybe had an influence on. Hey, regardless of what you find, let's uh, let's go ahead and label this one natural causes, so there's no further investigation. So it is weird that he. He was constantly talking about how his life was in danger, and uh, sure enough, just uh, two or three months after that big speech, boom, he's uh, he's got a tube wrapped around his throat, and he's dead. Well, all right, I'm reading some stuff here. Mm-hmm. That he was, a, he was a wacko that cut off his own fingers. Okay. Well, he did uh, – one of his expertise, areas of expertise were, was explosives. So that's that's interesting that he also has, you know, he, he toys around with explosives, but he also has a couple of digits missing. Yeah, well, then you're not an expert. <laughs> this, I mean, the stuff that I'm reading here, like I'm looking up, like I was at, and it's like, oh yeah, he was on 
uh, supplement supplemental security income, mm-hmm. which means it's like a disability income, and he was had a psychological disorder of self-inflicting and self-mutilation, mental instability, and delusive illness. What's delusive illness? I don't know. It's just, Delusion? It's kind of, oh, yeah. I think, I mean, if you legit killed federal agents, mm-hmm. do you just say that a week later or two weeks later? Yeah, that that's bizarre. Oh, I murdered people. Mm-hmm. They're probably out to get me. Anyway, gather around everybody at this place that at a specific time and date I'll be speaking. And come out again. Come out next week while I'll be here at this time and date. Yeah. To hear me openly confess to murder in public. Mm-hmm. I think he's a... Or or you know what it is? It's like a, a, a nice distraction. Mm-hmm. All right, let you know what if we get like all the stuff that I, I'm reading. It's mostly this one guy, Norio, Norio Hayakawa. What's that? Norio Hayakawa is oh. the guy doing this expose uh, for some. But that's he's the only one I'm finding that's going after the guy. Going after Phil? Yeah, to discredit him. Mm-hmm. But he seems like a self-taught geologist, and I mean, you watch the video. He does. He does seem like a. He seems a little sketchy. He does he seem like, a little. He, he like does a seem a little dude. out there, but at the same time, it's not so far out there. Like some of the stuff he's talking about, either either he's telling the truth or he's a real good bullshitter. You know, he's he's definitely relaying some of these stories with the confidence mm-hmm. of of the truth. I mean, Dulce Bay still seems like he'd be sketchy as fuck, but. Mm-hmm. Well, some of the other stuff uh, he was talking about in some of his speeches, uh, like the last year of his life is when he really, I guess, decided to to kind of go on tour and start talking about this stuff. But uh, some other stuff he mentioned, the American government concluded a treaty with gray aliens in 1954 called the Grenada Treaty, mm-hmm. um, where like, I, I don't know all the details of it, but uh, the way somebody paraphrased it was like, they made a treaty with the aliens of like, hey, we'll 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 keep your involvement with our government a secret, um, and in, in exchange, you can abduct a few people a year and use but, them for okay. experiments. All right, to, to say that like, there would be an agreement, that's meaning that we have equal power over each other. That's the only reason the world works with arms races. Like I have the same shit you have. Mm-hmm. Nobody has the upper hand, which yeah. is the, the, all the excuses for spending on all this defense. Yeah. So that means that there's aliens, but we can still kick their ass in one way, and they can kick our ass in a different way. So we got to be like, all right, even Stephen aliens. <laughs> that. Yeah. Uh, he also said the space shuttle. This is the thing I want to believe in the most is aliens. Yeah, yeah me too. And the stuff that comes out, I'm like, God damn it, No. <laughs> he said the space shuttle's been shuttling in special metals for years. He said a vacuum atmosphere is needed for the rendering of these special alloys, thus the push for a large space station. He says much of our stealth aircraft technology was developed by back-engineering crashed ET craft. And he also goes on to say that AIDS 
was a population control virus invented by the National Ordnance Laboratory in Chicago. That's what's hilarious. My sister's coworker was talking about that. Like, it's population. Like, why then? Why do they think it was just like affected gay people the most? Because hmm. you're not controlling the population if you're just killing gay people. That's true. I mean, if anything, gay people kill, kill the people that can reproduce. Yeah, gay people promote. Uh, yes, population. You want control population control? You should be pro-gay. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder if there's like that kind of fringe lunatic at the gay pride parade. Like, I support LGBT rights. No population control. You fuckers ain't have no kids. Right on. <laughs> oh man, get this. He also goes on to talk about this is insane. I've never heard anything about this, and this could be a whole other topic, a whole other episode. But he said, unbeknownst to just about everyone, our government has an earthquake device. He says the Kobe, I don't know where that was, the Kobe quake had no pulse wave, and also the 89 San Francisco quake had no pulse wave. Now, I don't know what that means. Stole that from your your bit. Now, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I'm looking, there is a lot of stuff. Is homosexuality nature's population control. There's a lot of stuff. Coming in. This is probably something we'll, we'll start talking about and then have ideas and be like, oh, we said something wrong. But <laughs> but think about that. Uh, the government has an earthquake device? I guess he's, a, he's I mean, basically implying that the government caused that, those earthquakes? They had that in Ocean's 13. Really? I never saw any of those movies. They had an earthquake device. Really? Yeah. That's or insane. maybe it was an electromagnetic like. What was it? Yeah, what's the thing it's supposed to have to be an earthquake? I mean, why can't we? Why they say fracking's causing earthquakes. Hmm. An earthquake device, can't it just be take a nuclear missile and drill a hole two miles deep? Shoot it down in there? Yeah. Yeah, you would think that would cause something. You know, that, I mean, I feel like of all the natural disasters that you could create by man or by person. Mm hmm. I would, I would think earthquake. I mean, how are you going to whip up a hurricane mm-hmm. or a tornado? Yeah. But earthquake, you just like, root around there, mm-hmm. stir up some shit down there. <laughs> root around. Yeah, you just get down there rooting around. Oh, man. Throwing M80s in a well, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I think this Phil Schneider guy was just uh, a crazy person. <laughs> I don't think a guy's like, yeah, I shot two aliens. And uh, anyway, I'm here. Again, I, I feel like if that was true, he would the government he wouldn't be out talking about it. Mm-hmm. And I think the government's probably happy he's out talking about it because, like, oh, people believe this ding nut. Well, it could be a little bit of both. It could be telling truth, and it could be a little wacky. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but you have stories about other people. Like, I do believe that there probably has been people that have been shut up by the government when stuff's coming out. The particular case of Phil Schneider, there's one video of him saying, I killed aliens, and then there's no, and, and he died suspiciously. But it's not suspicious. Mm-hmm. There's a crazy guy going, I shot two aliens, and he cut off his own hand, and uh, then he choked himself. Like, that's not, like... Okay, he's found like face first. Is like he, that means was what well, was the wheelchair next to the bed? Was he sitting on the bed, choked himself, and then fell off when he died into his wheelchair? I don't know. But there's definitely some suspicious uh, procedures in the investigation of his death. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that kind of leads us into kind of a a nice segue. Just the overall concept of uh, 
ufologists meeting untimely deaths. There's been uh, dozens and dozens in the last, let's say, 30 or 40 years, examples of uh, ufologists or people who really investigate and try to reveal some info about UFOs uh, dying how can, like, weird, suspicious deaths. How is it? Why is it ufologists? I don't know. You don't call them UFOs. Mm-mm. I think just the way it's spelled. Just, um, but yeah. Uh, I'm putting that one out there. That's my hot take. Cite can't, my... You can't call them <laughs> ufologist. UFO's not a word. It's an anagram. Ant shit. Ant whatever. Mm-hmm. Our, uh, I'm reading from uh, our buddies over at uh, ParanoiaMagazine.com. Shout out to Paranoia Magazine. They Paranoia sent us uh, some Magazine. cool stuff. They sent us some shirts and some, some cool mags. But uh, according to their site, they've got a kind of a brief rundown of some other people uh, who have suspected to may maybe been shut up and killed by uh, somebody regarding their uh, their talking about these UFOs. A guy named Ron Rummel, uh, he was an ex Air Force intelligence agent agent and a publisher of the Alien Digest. Uh, back in '93, Rummel allegedly shot himself in the mouth with a pistol. Ugh. Shot himself in the mouth. Friends say, however, that no blood was found on the pistol barrel, and the handle of the weapon was free of fingerprints. Wasn't this Phil's buddy? I, yeah, I believe uh, they, they were colleagues. Also, according to information uh, now circulating, the suicide note uh, left by the deceased was written by a left-handed person. Rummel was right-handed. And perspiration on the body smelled like sodium pentothal. Or so it's alleged. Now I don't know what sodium pentothal is. Uh, Isn't that uh, is supposed to do? But it it sounds suspicious. It ain't no uh, salad seasoning. Mm-hmm. Sodium. I'm looking it up. I'm doing research, mm-hmm. Dave. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm pulling my weight. <laughs> sodium pentothal is a barbiturate anesthetic. Sodium thiopentosol, also known as sodium pentothal, thiopentone, or trapanol, is a rapid onset, short-acting barbiturate general anesthetic that is analog of thiobarbital. Fucking, there you go. Oh, it's truth serum. You could have said that earlier, Wikipedia. Do you think truth serum works? I don't know. Like in Liar Liar? I always think about that Chappelle bit, like Wonder Woman's lasso. Oh, yeah. To tell the truth. Damn, you got big titties. (laughs) Another guy, Ron Johnson. That's, I love his surf shops. Ron Johnson. (laughs) uh, He was uh, MUFON's deputy director of investigations. Ron John MUFON. Johnson was 43 years old, uh, seemingly in excellent health. He had just passed a recent physical examination with the Flying Colors. However, June 1994, while attending a Society of Scientific Exploration meeting in Austin, Texas, Johnson died quickly and amid very strange circumstances. During this uh, conference, there was a slideshow. They turned the lights off. Everybody's watching the slideshow. Several people uh, sitting next to Johnson heard him gasp. The lights turned back on. Johnson was slumped over in his chair, his face purple, blood oozing from his nose. A soda can from which he had been sipping was sitting on the chair next to him. 
Did he die of a stroke, allergic reaction, or something else? Okay, that's, that's a little weird. That's weird. All kind of all kind of crazy deaths. Uh, there's one lady, uh, Carla Turner. I was reading about her the other day. Um, she died very suspiciously. She there's some videos of her out there uh, talking about this stuff as well. Um, I, I, I'm still reading more about Phil Schneider, like his dad, like saying his dad was like they were upset, saying his dad worked for like. Was a German U-boat captain. Yeah, we talked about that. He was in the Navy under Hitler's Navy. Yeah, but then he's like, no. And then uh, he was he was apparently part of the Philadelphia experiment. I guess they're like upset that he's like he wasn't at all. That he was born in Oregon. <laughs> oh, his dad was born in Oregon. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like I I don't know. There's there's so much other stuff of people like no, this isn't like. There's a lot of debunking on old Phil Schneider. Oh yeah, so, yeah. I'm more, I want to find out. I'm, I'm more into. I want to look at more population control. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that concept. Yeah, I don't think it's the worst. I mean, I. I <clears throat> There's too many people, I'll say that. Oh, absolutely. I'm not going to start weighing in on which way we should handle it. Mm -hmm. But more people ain't helping anything. No. Well, we need to do an episode on uh, Agenda 21. Oh. Can I tell you about that? Is that better than Agenda 20? Mm Mm-hmm. A little bit better. But, yeah, that's uh, just the overall concept that – well, Agenda 21 was a thing. I think back in the early 90s they had this huge environmental conference down in – somewhere in Brazil – and it was under the guise of like trying to revamp um, environmental regulations, mm-hmm. but if you read closely in this multi-page document that is Agenda Twenty One, one could possibly decipher it as population control techniques. Yeah, and uh, through through like environmental. Yeah, through all kinds of different. Yeah, I mean. Whether it be vaccines, all kinds of stuff. I mean, there's there's dozens of ways that uh, some conspiracy theorists think that the government is trying to kill us. Whether it be vaccines, uh, even starting wars, um, fluoride in the water. It's just all all kind of different crazy. Somebody wrote in who was like writing in a lot of stuff, and then got pissed that we didn't respond on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Said that fluoride calcifies the pituitary gland mm. which is believed to be your your, your mind's eye yeah. yeah so it calcifies it meaning what would that do to just, it just i guess rendering it useless okay like i know what the fucking pituitary uh-huh. gland does well yeah we talked about that with uh that's what they were doing in the montauk project when they would uh extract uh the juice from the from that the pineal, pineal gland. Pineal gland, yeah. Yeah, where they'd get these, you know, they they beat up these kids almost to near death to get their get their adrenaline up, mm. and then right before they kill them, they would extract from that uh, pineal gland. And uh, what do they call the stuff that they would extract? I forgot what we said that was. But uh, is that the adrenochrome? Yes, adrenochrome. adrenochrome. I only know that from uh, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Oh yeah. Remember, remember there's, that the, there's like a, it's like the pure adrenaline. He takes that through the eyedropper uh-huh. and goes real batshit. And it was, uh, yeah, it was like the, the, the doing all the drugs and that was. Yeah. I don't even know if that's a real 
drug you can do. But that's okay. That's an interesting one, lady who got pissed at us a few months ago for not responding to your twenty Facebook messages. Yeah, sorry. I'm just, yeah. I I'm, try to respond, I but know. like you're 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 better at it than I. But am. when you send twenty messages in a row, there was come, a lot. I'm like, how about a what's up? I'm like, all right, all right. I'm I'm already like this is the most I'm on my computer is sitting right here. Right now. <laughs> um. That's okay. I, that, I want to look into that one. I, mm-hmm. I'm gonna. My way in is Phil Schneider was a fucking ding dong <laughs> that cut off his own hand uh-huh. and then told people he killed aliens and then killed himself. <laughs> and I think I know they say his wife like, the, but, I'm, but I'm also going off just as much information that or less information than you found. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this one guy just they blowing it up, but saying that his. Like, oh, yeah, his friend was in the Air Force, and then this article's like, he's not, he was not in an Air Force. We don't know he's in the Air Force. Uh, they, yeah, they had like a zine. Ron and Phil had a, like, an alien, a zine called the Alien Digest. It does, it's a pamphlet. I know, I just always associate zines with like punk rock. That's what this looks like. It's a folded over <laughs> thing called the Alien Digest, center stapled. You mail in a self-addressed stamped envelope, you get a patch. Yeah. This is no yeah, this Norio Hayakawa is saying like uh there's proof in the math of it like like Phil's age at the time of his death or Phil's age and time of it on the various jobs he claimed to do and certainly tr- uh consider the time at college for his degrees which never existed. He would have been 17 year old when he went to work for the government. Mm-hmm. He said he stated that he worked in Dulce in 1979. He said he was one of three people. So in 1979, well, no, that's not fucking true. He's born in 47. He would have been 20, 47 to 79. That'd be uh, 32. You're good with math. Mm-hmm. 17 years old. Oh, that he worked there in seven. I don't know. Fucking whatever. This guy sounds like a ding dong. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So he had uh, brittle bone syndrome. That sounds lousy. <laughs> brittle bone syndrome. Yeah. Brittle. That's br- just old, old, old cracker crust over here. <laughs> I've got brittle bones. Don't push me. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I'm not buying a Phil Schneider thing. I do. I mean, I'm still. Got hope for aliens, but now I'm excited about our pineal glands being calcified by fluoride in the water and population control, and if the gay people are population control. Hmm. Well, I mean, you know, I don't know if just to control, but they're definitely contributing, and and good for them. I mean, there's just too many damn people. Mm-hmm. Not enough resources. Too many people. But yeah, let's. I think we should definitely get into Agenda Twenty One in, in a week or so because there's also another con, uh, component to that. To where, and I, I'm just speaking out of my ass, but uh, I think I think being on an airplane with children is population control. Oh God, jeez, oh <laughs> that would suck. You ever just, you ever just had to sit in the same row a as a kid? Screaming sticky beast. <laughs> they are sticky. Kids are. Sticky. There's always purple shit all over their mouth. They always feel like the keypad of a microwave. <laughs> like that's what I can imagine. Like if I having kids is everything you own feels like the keypad of your microwave oven. 
like your whole home, like yeah. your everything. Like you might, like I'll be in friends' cars, and it's just like Cheerios and shit. Yeah. Which my car's filthy too, but it's filthy with dirt because I did cool shit. <laughs> Not like loose gummy bears melting into the seams of the upholstery. Oh. What am I? Well, yeah, my friends have cool kids. I'm not. What am I upset about? But yeah, I I I, I cut you off there. I'm sorry. Oh no, that's fine. Uh, I I was about to speak out of my ass anyway. But yeah, Agenda 21. One of the components is where they feel like the government is encouraging people and making it so to where living in a giant urban city center. Is is kind of the wave of the future. They they're encouraging people to kind of live in giant city centers, where they're no longer dependent on transportation, where you, you can you can gather a lot of people in a small geographical area. So when the switch is flipped, and martial law happens, and the government takes control, of everybody, oh, we're all kind put of the fences up. We're already kind of herded in like a like a bunch of cattle. I mean, we're kind of doing that to ourselves anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, man. All right. Maybe that's the next one. Scary shit, man. Well, sorry I pissed all over your Phil Schneider parade, Dave. <laughs> oh, that's fine, buddy. I, I, you know, I don't know what to think of this dude, but it is interesting. I mean, yeah, watching that, that speech of his, uh, the guy's definitely got a couple of screws loose. Because did we talk about this last week? Because there's guy, one point where he even. That guy never even got the screws. Yeah. Well, he's definitely or even in the box. He he's he's mentioned several times the right to bear arms. So he's definitely got some uh, right leaning. It, it appears to be some right leaning yeah. uh, ideas. But then when he mentions, yeah, he, I always want to hear a, a gun supporter who doesn't have a trigger finger. <laughs> but when he was talking about uh, Janet Reno is responsible for Waco and killing all those kids well, that in was Waco, a popular he popular opinion like that. I don't know all the details of that, but that was something like she mishandled it. Yeah, and she may or may not have. But I found it interesting that at one point when he starts talking about Janet Reno, he goes, and she is a confirmed lesbian. Yeah. We've confirmed that. Yeah, there's a little bit of the Asperger's. uh, Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Just because she's a lesbian doesn't mean she's necessarily guilty of killing children. Yeah. yeah. And that's not a crime, by the way. But, like, he said it as if, you know, she's a confirmed pedophile. She's a confirmed lesbian. And the whole thing, like, okay, he's telling people if I ever – I will never commit suicide. If I commit suicide, it's a murder. Mm Mm-hmm. But this is a guy who already believed he shot aliens and stuff. How uh, how, how is that not? It's just as realistic to th- him think like, uh oh, they're going to control my mind. It won't be suicide mm-hmm. because I'm just taking myself. I'm just not going to be controlled by them. Mm-hmm. And so it is murder. But I'm doing it because I don't. I'm not going to allow them the privilege of controlling my mind. I mean, yeah. that's like a schizophrenic way of thinking. That's mm-hmm. like a mental illness way of thinking. Like you're not going to get me. I'll get me first before you get me. Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, it's not suicide because I'm sad or anything. It's like, no, you're not. I'll I'll take myself out first. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, all speculation, obviously, but man, who knows? They tell you went to Hal and Ray's last week. I you didn't wait for me two two and a half hours. Fuck that! What do you do for two and a half hours? Stand there and judge people. Stand there and tell people about how fluor- fluoride calcifies the pineal gland. You'd probably get that line down to an hour if you <laughs> if you just start rambling. You just start saying that, not to anybody, just to the back of the people's heads in yeah. front of you. 
Bill Snyder shot two aliens at Dulce, New Mexico in 1979. They're like, wow, let's just go to Del Taco. How was it? Great always? The best chicken sandwich I've ever had in my life. What day did you go? What day did you go? I went last Thursday. That was on a Thursday? Mm Mm-hmm. What time? Got in line around noon. I was eating at 2.30. Fuck that, man. But it was A, it was worth it. And I sat at the counter. And uh, hats off to that crew. Like, they, they're a well-oiled machine. Yeah. And everybody there is like the staff, the guys behind the counter cooking that chicken. Super nice dudes. And uh, so I'm sitting at the counter and I'm eating. And I gobbled down my uh, my chicken sandwich. Best God, best fucking chicken sandwich. Oh, like I know it sounds how, crazy how to, to wait two and a half hours. Two of them. Well, <clears throat> exactly. I ate the one, and I go. I was I could have knocked down a second one there, yeah. but just to not sound like such a fat ass. Uh, they, when I'm finishing up, the guy goes, "How was everything?" I mean, they're super attentive, yeah. super friendly, and uh, I go, "Oh man, it's great." I'm I'm trying to decide if I should get a second one to go. And I made it very clear. I said, I'm trying to decide. Yeah. Dude just shouts out, let me get another Sando. Uh, counter. Uh, yeah. Position three, counter. And I, I, and I'm I've, surprised you had uh, trepidation. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, and three minutes later, guy just hands me a sandwich. No no check, no bill, no nothing. And I go, oh, well, well dude, I wasn't quite sure. He goes, nah, nah, it's on, it's on us. And oh, then, shit. And then... 30 seconds later, another dude hands me a box with three wings. He goes, here's something else for the, for the, for the ride home. So they gave me a free Were sandwich. You weary that day? And three. <laughs> they felt sorry for me. They see, they see you roll out of the van or something. Like, <laughs> let's get this guy. They hooked me up, dude. And they, that's not the first time they've done that. Uh, yeah. uh, me and Cookie, Brian Cook, went one time. Mm-hmm. And uh, on Saturday and Sunday, they have chicken and waffles. Yeah. So their version of brunch. Brian Cook waited in that line? This was kind of early on when they first started. We waited about 45 minutes oh, that okay. day. And, of course, he, he griped the whole time. But uh, it was worth it. He, you could tell he was, he was pleased with his meal. But they hooked us up with a big old order of chicken and waffles. We had ordered the sandwiches or whatever. And while we're sitting there eating at the counter, dude just hands us Why wouldn't you just order a bunch of the sandwiches and then sell them to the people in line for a markup? Ooh. Yeah, you need money. Fucking walk out. Oh, I can't finish. Light bulb. They gave him a whole one. Wow. 30 bucks. Go to the very back of the line where the guy's looking at a two-hour wait. It's like, hey, it's 11 bucks up there, or it's 15 bucks right here. I could start at 20 Dude. Start at 20 I'd bet 20 bucks, and I could just have one right now? There you go. Like, if it's the best chicken sandwich in the world? It's the best chicken sandwich in the world. No, no hype. It's... Insane how good this fucking thing is. I'm sure Howlin' Ray would tell you to go fuck yourself yeah. doing something like that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I wouldn't make it. I wouldn't make it a career move. But I could see like walking out with one and be like, yeah. "Come on, man." Yeah. Thirty bucks, please. But yes, dude, I got to get stuff. you over there, man. I, this is what I've been doing. All right, this is what I've been doing to my dickhead friends. Twice I've made this offer to a little circle of friends. Not one fucking buddy has taken me up on it. Last two times I've gone. I'll send out a, a group text to three or four dudes. I never get one. And I go, well, you're at, you've been out of town both times. But I'll say, hey, I'm going now. I'm getting in line at noon. I'll probably be eaten by 1 or one thirty. If anybody wants to come, just show up by 1 or one thirty, and I'll hold your spot in line. And all three or four dudes, oh, I can't make it. I've got to do this. Oh, I'm like, really? Dude, I'm offering you the best chicken sandwich in the world with no weight. 
and nobody's taking me up on it now. Yeah, so I'll take you up. up to, maybe I'll try this week. Oh man, it's so good, it's so good, dude. Two hours, man. Yeah, but you know, what else you gonna be That's doing? That's what that. I mean that. And then there's always the world some t- order shit right there. It is funny. Like every time I'm there, there'll be some mouth breather stagger by. And like, what, what are y'all doing? Is this is this a line for the chicken? Like they're not like trying to get in line. They're just there at the mall doing something else. Yeah, yeah. And I've had multiple people approach me. Is this you wait a line for the chicken? Like, yeah, man. Is it really that good? No, we're just all fucking losers who have nothing else to do, which may or may not be true. But like. Of course, yes, it's obviously that good. There's 200 people. The line's 200 deep. Yeah, it's it's probably pretty good. But there's just always this amazement of like, oh, what the hell's going on over here? All right, well, I'll get it. I'll get it. I'll get a piece of it. Good stuff, dude. All right, you got any recipes? You got anything special for the people at I home? do, man. Thanksgiving's coming up. What are you doing for Thanksgiving? Going to be back home. Yeah? Going to be back in Chicago. Just in, the, uh, in the tradition, Deb, having, having yeah, Pat and Deb having a tradition. Deb cooking it up. Yeah, Thanksgiving's at her house. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, P and D hitting the hitting the burners with That's it. That's nice. I I'm, wonder if uh, I'll get off my ass and try and contribute something. Well, if you want, Deb, Deb's kind of a control freak. I can't imagine trying to get in that kitchen. And if you want to, you can, this 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 today's recipe you can prepare ahead of time, a couple days in advance, and just boom, nice dessert. Oh yeah. I don't know if I've given this one out yet. If I have, who cares? You're getting it again. One of my favorite desserts, and I thought about this the other day. I don't eat enough pudding. Uh, that's I'm setting you up right there for that one. But yeah, I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> I don't. I know I look like a guy who eats I plenty don't of eat pudding. Enough. I don't eat enough pudding. I never think about pudding. No pudding is enough pudding. Oh, man. I like pudding. I like a good thumb snack pack. Just some good chocolate pudding, like a snack pack. I like whatever. I don't, I'm never going to get it for myself. Really? Well, you've no, never had. I'm not buying like lunchbox snacks for myself. I'm, I'm not fighting you on it. Yeah, I'm not no. fighting you on it not being good. I agree. That's why I don't eat enough because I never buy it for myself. I never think. I just never think to buy. I'm not opposed to it. It just like if I'm in the grocery store and I'm thinking of something sweet or dessert. Like I never, it never registers pudding. It's always like let's get some cookies or something. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear. I hear I'm that. a big fan of banana pudding, and uh, what I do, and I know this sounds weird, but I like a bananaless pudding. The bananas just get in the way; they just slow me down. You throw some Nilla wafers on. Throw there? some Nilla wafers in there. Nilla wafers. Real basic, simple recipe, but damn, it's good. Why I've made- have white people not co-opted? The shortened Nilla to call each other instead of like the rap style, and we're like, look at this Nilla right here. That's pretty funny. Where all my Nillas at? Nillas. Nilla, please. That joke has been made so many times in comedy. Like, they, it's ninja, not ninja. Oh yeah, like some dipshit. I used to know had a joke about that. Ninja, please. But there was a guy in, in Chicago. It was always funny. He's like. And he would, he would hit the word too, like he's like he's like I play a lot of pickup basketball. My wife's here, nigga, please, nigga, please. You know what I don't hear once, nigga. Thank you. <laughs> That's so stupid. I know. And I heard that joke. I'm like, ah, yeah. 
Oh, man. Nilla, please. That but, works. That works better than it should. I like it. All these Nillas right here. <laughs> Bananaless pudding. All right. Look at this Nilla eating bananaless pudding right here. <laughs> it works so good. Get you a thing of uh, Cool Whip. Get you a 12 ounce thing of Cool Whip. Cool Whip ass Nillas. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, that's so dumb. Go on. (laughs) 12 ounces of Cool Whip, 14 ounces of sweetened condensed milk, 8 ounces of cream cheese. You want to sit that on the counter, get it room temp, get it soft. Two cups of milk. Do that whole milk, none of this skim milk or almond milk bullshit. (laughs) Five-ounce box of French vanilla pudding mix. Not the instant, just the regular pudding mix you can use they make a banana flavor jello makes a banana flavor i prefer i think it's, it's i don't like the artificialness of the banana flavor so we'll do a french vanilla pudding mix five ounce box and one box of vanilla wafers now what you want to do is get you a, a 13 by 9 by 2 dish preferably it doesn't have to be but that's kind of a standard glass uh, casserole dish 13 by 9 two inches deep all right, so in one bowl, you're going to mix with a, with a hand mixer, electric mixer, if you have one. You can do it with a whisk, but it's going to take a lot of elbow grease and sweat. Just invest you in a $15 electric mixer. In one bowl with a mixer, mix the milk and the pudding mix together. Whip that up real nice. Milk and puds. Milk and pudding mix. In another bowl, mix the cream cheese and the condensed milk. Mix that up real good together. Get that uh, cream cheese room temp. That's easier to mix the way it's not really cold and hard, it's going to be hard to deal with if it's right out of the fridge. So uh, mix the cream cheese and the condensed milk together. Then in that bowl with the cream cheese and milk, or condensed milk rather, fold in the Cool Whip. So now you got two bowls: one with the um, one with the Folded. the milk and pudding mix, another with the um, the cream cheese, condensed milk, and Cool Whip. Then you combine those two bowls. And in that uh, in that dish, just you know, however you want to do it. But I always start uh, with one layer of vanilla wafers on the very bottom. Then you pour you in uh, an inch or two of the mix. Add you another layer of vanilla wafers. You do that, you know, two, three, four times. That way, you've got a, a nice layered. Uh, you don't just have them on the bottom or the top. You got, them, you got them all the way through. Nilla so yeah, who? simple as that. And uh, throw it in the fridge. Let it kind of congeal. Let it sit for you know a couple hours, and boom. And you can even let that sit for a day or two. Uh, you know, if you're doing it for Thanksgiving, you can make that shit, you know, a couple days in advance, and then boom, you got you a nice uh, big old dish of n- bananaless pudding. Now, if you want to add the bananas, of course, you can do that. Uh, but make sure you get the, the older bananas. You know, there's nothing worse than like a, a ripe green banana. I always get this confused. Is ripe, is that when they're green or when they're brown? Like, is ripe too new or too old? I always get that confused. No, ripe is like prime. Ripe is like, where it should like, be. Like, boom. Okay. Hit it now. We'll get it a little past prime then. Brown. You, you want it a little, not necessarily brown, but definitely not, you know, when they're new and green because they, they got a weird taste. But, uh, yeah, if you want to add in the uh, the bananas, just slice those up real thin and just kind of layer those in there with the vanilla uh, wafers or however you want to do it. But, like I said, I go with the... Bananaless pudding. So again, just some Cool Whip, sweet condensed milk, cream cheese, milk, pudding mix, and vanilla wafers, and uh, boom, simplest thing in the world. Nice dessert any time of year, but especially for Thanksgiving. Uh, something to kind of compete with that pumpkin pie. Some people don't like pumpkin pie. I like. Who doesn't pie. like pumpkin pie? Yeah, some people don't like it. I like Fuck it. Fuck them. But or you know, just have them both. Get these fake ass nillas out of here. <laughs>
<laughs> so there's your damn recipe. Anything to plug, dude? True Nilla's love pumpkin pie. <laughs> oh boy, well, this this is this gonna this one's gonna stick around for a while. I'm gonna get in trouble for this. One. <laughs> That's true, though. The truest white people love pumpkin pie. <laughs> yeah, I guess that does. It is kind of a white. That, that also goes in line with like the the uh, pumpkin spice. All this pumpkin spice yeah. bullshit this time of year. True Nillas love pumpkin pie <laughs> with cold ass whip on it. Cold ass whip. Oh God! Fuck your cool whip. Cold ass whip, Nilla. <laughs> <laughs> or if you don't want to do, if you want to take it an, another step, uh, don't you can just slap it on your ass and run around. Don't the, don't, don't do the I'm Cool doing. Whip. Make your own homemade uh, whipped cream. You got that recipe out there for him already. Remember that time I made you homemade uh, whipped cream and I forgot yeah. to put sugar in it. Yeah, and you were you were very upset. I was so so disappointed in myself. I was having a big party and I made a bunch of was chocolate th- I think pecan it was Thanksgiving. pie. I think you were having Thanksgiving. Might have been Thanksgiving. Yeah, a it was that years minute ago. where you lived in a yeah, house. that minute where I lived indoors, and uh, I made a couple of chocolate pecan pies, and I I make my own homemade whipped cream because it's that was so a easy. Good meal. All homemade whipped cream is is heavy cream, a little bit of vanilla, and either regular sugar or powdered sugar. Either one works. And uh, I had run out, and then you came, and we had a bunch of pie left, and you had you got your nice grip of pie. I was like, hold on, hold on, man, yeah, you gotta yeah. gotta have the gotta have the homemade whipped cream because and you can literally make it in thirty seconds. And I made it real quick, and then you took a bite, and I could see the look on your eye. I was like, oh shit, I forgot to put sugar in it. Well, I was like, oh wow, this is like a non-sweet whipped cream. I thought maybe that was like a palate thing, like uh, enjoy the texture, like the pie's already gonna be yeah. sweet. Nope. And then this kind of has a more of a like a plain tone to it, but it's the texture of having like. Ooh, Dave's on some next level shit. You're like, oh man, I fucked that up. I forgot to put the sugar. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, that's probably what would have made this work. But yeah, if you want to take it next level, don't do the cool whip. Make your own homemade whipped cream. Um, I don't even have the the stats in front of me now, but just get you some some heavy cream. Throw you a little bit of sugar in there and a little bit of vanilla, and whip that shit up real good till you get soft peaks. You want to whip it till you get soft peaks, and boom, you got homemade whipped cream. Good shit. Yeah, girl. Good shit, dog. Where are you gonna be at? Um, I don't have anything right now, but let me. It's not too early to go ahead and plug some of this shit. I got a nice little tour coming up around Christmas next month. I'll just throw out a couple dates. I'll be in uh, December eighth through the twenty third. I'm doing twelve cities: Lafayette, Louisiana; Houston, Texas; Little Rock, Arkansas; Huntsville, Alabama; Nashville, Tennessee; Atlanta, Georgia; Asheville, North Carolina; Richmond, Virginia. Jacksonville, North Carolina, Charlotte, North Carolina, Columbia, South Carolina. And you can uh, find all those dates on my dumb site, uh, dumbdavestone.com. So, uh, dumb Dave yeah, Stone. Just, uh, just an excuse to go see the folks for Christmas. Deep Doing a little- underground military base, <laughs> Dave Stone. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah, in December, come see me. Hell yeah, man. And I'm, uh, uh, well, well this will come out this Tuesday. I'm in Chicago next week, but that shit sold out. Thank you. Where are you at? I missed that. I'm sorry. I'm at, uh, in Chicago. I'm oh, Chicago. Thalia Hall on Tuesday, but I think that's sold out. Oh, cool. But the weekend after, I'm going to be at Comedy Works in Denver, downtown Comedy Works. Man, that is one a of the good best. club. Yeah, one of the best God. spots to play. Jeez. I did. I've, I've never worked there. I've done guest spots there. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I did some guest spots for the Grolix Boys about yeah. a year ago, and the staff treated me like I was a damn legendary Headliner. They're a great club. They 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 
nurture like a fucking that's a they're an example they nurture the local comics Mm -hmm. they don't care if the other comics are doing shows in the city also Mm -hmm. do your own shows Mm -hmm. get better and when when you're good there also please come to our club Mm -hmm. that i mean they all those guys get to run a festival there's no friction between them and the club running a festival they're helping them out with Mm -hmm. it I mean, I started in Chicago where Zanies was like, oh, you can't have shows on our nights and mm-hmm. all this bullshit. You go to these cities where if there's a club and some like independent comics want to run a coffee shop show on a Friday, like, oh, you're direct competition. Yeah. Such stupid dog shit. Yep. Denver Comedy Works, perfect example of how that can work as a symbiotic relationship amongst the comics and the businesses. November 30th through December 2nd, and then December 3rd, Sunday, I'll be at the Aggie Theater in Fort Collins. Fort Tom Collins, Colorado. That's a good city. I've been up there a couple times. Old Fort Collins. Old Fort Collins. Anywhere, All right. anywhere in Colorado is nice to go. Uh, comic of the Week. Who'd you have? I was going to say, uh, I, I met this guy for the first time this weekend who I've been corresponding with. And he's not a comic. He's a musician. Uh, Mishka Shubali. And I'm probably saying his last name wrong because I still don't know how to say it because I didn't even ask to have myself corrected s-h-u-b-a-l-y yeah he's been running around with like the stanhope crew and uh jt haberstadt out of austin and just kind of tours with comics and as a guy like uh is it musical comedy or just straight music no just straight music oh, okay but uh but he's a friend of the scene uh-huh and the scene's a friend of him and i got to meet him for the first time real nice dude a storied individual has got a book out there and uh got a few records and uh, just talking to the guys, you know, like he's he's sober now, and he's like, yeah, I just, he just I just run now, got to do something. Yeah, I went for a nineteen mile run. This is recreation, is a nineteen mile run. Jesus. And then casually, for some reason, we got on piss drinking uh, at some point. A conversation, he's like, oh yeah, I was shipwrecked once. I kind of got turned off on drinking piss after that. And I was like, all right, well, I, we had to go. But I'm like, man, you just got, you could just drop that into a conversation. Wow. The man's got some stories. He's got books and records. And go dig his stuff. Yeah, most recent album looks like he put out in May of this year called Never Touring Again, Live in Memphis. Mm-hmm. Mishka Shubali. That's how I'm Shubali? saying it. Shubali. Shubali. Yeah, I think it's a re-release this year of something from 10 years ago called How, how to Make the Bad Thing Worst. Okay. So go check him out. Real sweet dude. I was glad I finally got to meet him uh, in in person. Right on, man. So the not necessarily comic of the week, Mishka Shubali. Um, yeah, man. Um, Patreon dot com slash Boogie Monster. Oh, Four bucks a month. You got wrap Q- it up. I got a piss. Got a Q and A coming out and uh, <laughs> Dave's Kitchen every month. And uh, also, I mentioned it before, but uh, yeah, throw us a, a rating and review on iTunes. That'd be nice. I don't know how that helps us, but uh, that's just something we're supposed to. <laughs> it just say. makes us so. feel good mm-hmm. about ourselves. Yep. All right, see you next time, boogers. The Boogie Monster.